Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Unlabeled the Podcast. I'm your illustrious host, Jerome Williams. Don't ask me why I started like that, because I was actually joking behind the scenes, but y'all couldn't see me, so I apologize if that if that turned some of y'all off. But <laughs> I, was, I was waiting on the let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> right, 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 right. Pure head ass. But anyway, um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Unlabeled the Podcast. Uh, I'm your illustrious host, Jerome Williams. I got my good friend, Kyrie Greer, in the building. How you feeling, Kyrie? Man, folks, 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 I'm feeling great. I'm feeling excellent this week, man. How you feeling, my brother? I'm feeling good, man. My allergies ain't bothering me. I finally got over. I think I got enough Zyrtec and Flonase in my system over the last few weeks to be good. So, and like, so, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing much better, bro. Hey, it's crazy that, you know, we was talking about tree sex. You know what I'm saying? And I was about to say, do the trees wear condoms? But really, it's us that wear condoms by taking allergy medicine because it's protection from the tree sex. No, nah, I think the allergy medicine is more like plan B. Let's go to the store. <laughs> Trees be like, here, sorry for last night. Take one of these. <laughs> My bad, folks. I ain't even mean it like yeah, that. Yeah, I ain't even got here. Uh, what would Dave Chappelle say? A cure, a cure for AIDS. Here you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, dog. But, um, that Magic yeah. Johnson special. Yeah, straight up. But hey, listen, dog. Yeah, the Zyrtec been doing wonders. So I'm actually. I'm actually feeling a lot, a lot better a lot under the weather, man. Uh, and I, I hope y'all, I hope y'all listeners uh, enjoyed last week's episode. Like I said, we it really wasn't a constructive episode. I kind of want to bring just a little bit of levity. Um, we was just clowning around, so like I hope y'all don't take nothing that was said last week too serious. You know what I'm saying? Because we we like to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Be provocative on this podcast a lot of times. But we also y- y'all know our main mission. Like I said, is to uplift the uh, the voices of the black community and the marginalized community, and you know also be entertaining in the process because we all know us as black folks in our community certain things to reach our ears has to have a certain level of education i mean a a certain level of entertainment i'm sorry um so that's why uh we we kind of you know we rolled our sleeves up loosened up the ties a little bit last week you know what i'm saying just kind of bring y'all a different level of entertainment um but i said i hope y'all enjoyed last week episode Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely, uh, I feel like it was one of our funnier episodes, too. Just, you know what I'm saying? Being able to sit back sometimes and just laugh, you know what I'm saying? But still be able to hit on some topics and stuff like that. But I I definitely thought it was an entertaining episode, and it was good to kind of have a change of pace. Right, facts. Yeah, and I know I was in rare form, and I apologize, because I told y'all I wasn't going to be using the the, the notorious (laughs) N-word anymore in the B-word. So, you know, (laughs) I'm still working on it. I'm still a a work in progress, by the way, but, you know. (laughs) We're we gonna, we, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna get better at it, man. But today, uh, as y'all can see on the screen, it's Good Friday uh, uh, tomorrow, but the, by the time this aired, it'll be Good Friday. So that's why I t- titled today's episode. We don't have too much to talk about today. We're gonna get into a little bit of the NBA, um, mo- mostly talk about the Lakers. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, rapper Mayno here because he, he just had some very strange t- t- uh, comments. We also going to talk about a little bit of gun reform in light of uh, the, the the shooting in uh, Brooklyn uh, this past week. And um, also we're going to talk about coping with depression. So if y'all would like to join us in the chat um, and, and, you know, kind of engage in the conversation, uh, but, w- but we're going to give y'all some, uh, some practical ways to kind of cope with depression. Uh, but for now, let me see. Should I set the tone, Kyrie? It's good on Friday my set the tone. on my on my show, folks. Set the tone, folks. Both and folks, also, folks, folks. our listeners, please go ahead and leave us a like. Please comment, subscribe if you haven't. Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah, why y'all had us comment, subscribe? You know what? You know, I, I had something in mind, but I think because it's Good Friday, it would only be apropos to play a little bit of this here Kanye 
So let me let me start there, bro. Um, if I That's can get it, to, if I can get it to come up, <laughs> I can't get it to come up. Here you go. I got it. All right, so, bet, bet, I got bet. it. So here we gonna start. We gonna start here, y'all. Make sure this ain't muted over here. I got the world in my hands, the master plan, but I don't know why I keep falling, why I keep all of these girls in my shows, they love me, but I don't know why I keep calling, why I keep calling you. I'm in my Christian Dior with a Veronica Webb. No Amy, no Chanel, Cecily, no Pez. Alina Sosa, Salida E. Banks. If you up on my view, we speak that Jordan Dunn language. Make a phone call after John Smalls. I wonder how it feel in Lower Stone's walls. Jessica Jones, y'all. I would damage her. And see if Jessica Stam got the stamina. I'm in the car with Leo in the best world. I heard Bob was friends with Effie Ginsburg. Coco Rocha, Kate Mimosa, Alessandra Ambrosia, Andre Rubik and Olga. Curry Lingo, tell her I'm very single. Abby Lee too, I'm a freak, boo. I'm wildin', I'm on a thousand. I wanna see Irina shake next to Dowson. I miss uh I miss Ryan Leslie too, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, we need we need Ryan Leslie to come back and uh and make an appearance. And just for y'all, our listeners who don't know, the reason I talk over these is for the YouTube algorithm, so they won't stop our stream. Yep. About your DNA and my salmon color suit from the VMAs. Oh, you was watching? Who the fuck wasn't? Me skip across that stage in five dozen. Yeah, six grand for a minute's time. Italian Vogue styled a nigga for a minute rhyme. Let's be clear and let's be fair. The best thing in music being offered here. It's a round table full of bosses here. Still giving you a all like the coffee's here. I want to see how our listeners feel, everybody in the chat, too. I, want, I, dare, I double dog dare with any of y'all to name one bad Pusha T song. <laughs> Rock. 
for a lesson in model behavior. Damn, look at all the bad bitches I gave you. Man, I can see the flaws to your flavor. Look like Wonder Woman and still need a savior. Maybe it's a billionaire, maybe it's that cocaine. I done seen drugs and money run the whole game. A good girl, lost in the city life. Asian provocateur, hold them titties right. Handcraft material, champagne for cereal. Shorty stole my heart, criminal. My lucky charm, fly clothes and lid shows. Take the stuff we own. Stuff all my problems in that bong, and I'm puffing strong. I've been locked in my way of thinking, now my cups are gone. Must have been the liquor talk, and I'm begging the cups, come on. My come off's irregular, I come in custom form. GT means my hustle's on. My sound's full grown, reminds me of my favorite chronic. Bowl like a supersonic, nigga, haters vomit. Nigga, make some money for you, make a comment. I meant to snap a while ago, but who knows where the time went. Probably dime chicks, whips, what a ditty. Now I'm back like a nine milli. Run me New York City, see me glitty through the storm. The world's mine, it's pretty in my palm. Sean Dawn, as we continue on. Man, dang, uh, Brandon, thanks, man. I'd like, like... Godly, bro. I, I had no clue that Pusha T lost both his parents recently. Um, one of our listeners in the live chat just let us know that Pusha T lost his parents, so I guess this was very apropos for me to play uh, this, this good music track, man. Uh, thoughts and prayers out to his family, man. I had no clue that he lost both his parents recently. I see this uh, interview here on Revolt if y'all would like to look into that. Yeah, Kyrie, we back then, bro. What's up, brother? I said we back, we back. <laughs> Y'all see you over there reading. That's how I let you know. I, I'm done. I'm done with the music, bro. We can talk over the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just reading right here. We yeah, good. We can start. Yeah, yeah, we good. But man, listen. Um, yeah, like I said, thoughts and prayers out to push the this family. But uh, but first of all, let's talk about these Lakers, man. Hey, you still got the music. I'm, I'm about to turn it down right now. Give me one second. I got. I like have to fade it out because this is not an actual. This is a YouTube. Oh, player, so I gotta fade it out. Now nah, can you see it? Can you hear it still? Cause you are you getting pretty pretty quiet over there, Kyrie. <laughs> All right, because I couldn't hear anything. The oh, music, okay. It was too loud. Music, I can't hear you. Okay, yet. okay. I just want to make sure my bad. You good now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we good. We good. All right. There we go. All right, so what'd you say about these uh, fakers? Bro, why you, why you got to start here today? Because it's good content. It's good content. It don't make for so, good content, bro. You just, you, just uh-huh. being a, you just being a hater, dog. Like I ain't being a hater. I feel like you being a hater. Kendall ain't even on this episode. <laughs> we want to do this. <laughs> I don't. We gotta, we I don't want to do this. We got to talk dog. about it. Though. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Lakers. All right, so it's all Anthony off, Davis' fault. Every yeah, everybody already knows it's Anthony LeBron, Davis' fault. La- <laughs> I'll stop. Hey, I'll stop. Go ahead, bro. LeBron, the Lakers, they didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's more than Anthony Davis' fault. It was one of the worst built rosters of Lakers franchise history, um, outside of their superstars, I believe. So. Align with your expectations that you had for the beginning of the season for the Lakers versus now. How you feel about your squad? Listen, bro, it's Anthony Davis' fault. I'm telling you, bro. I don't care what nobody say. Listen, the starting lineup of the Lakers, mm-hmm. they played together all of 39 games. In, in those 39 games, they won 30 games. If Anthony Davis could have managed to stay healthy, it would have been his. It would have been his squad. He could have took over, bro. I, I, I honestly feel like the majority of this is him being a, a paper mache man. I feel like it was majority his fault. I feel like. I also feel like uh, Coach Vogel had no clue which lineups to play, so I think that that came into a, a a lot to do with it as well. But I honestly feel like if Anthony Davis would remain healthy, 
uh, on, on, like playing on some Giannis type level. I ain't saying that he's going to be Giannis, but with his skill set, because he ain't got that heart. But with his skill set, he could have been something close to it had his heart been intact, or you know what I mean, or he'd have made some better choices in the off seasons with his with his body. You know what I'm saying? So I feel what like. Do you think? Go ahead. What do you think happened to his passion for the game? I feel like his passion is just gone. When you watch him, it looks like he don't even care. Uh, I, the the lights in LA might be too bright for him. That's what it feel like. It feel like the lights yeah, in LA too too bright for him. I can see that because he played way different in the bubble without the fans versus when he had the fans there. I definitely think Anthony Davis has a share of the blame uh, when it comes to the Lakers' failures. Ultimately, I'm looking at Rob Palenka, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people like to say Le GM. You know, LeBron has a big hand in constructing these rosters, which he's going to have his say. Every superstar has his say. I just think people get carried away when we talk about the LeBron conversation when it comes to him developing rosters. Ultimately, Rob Palenka is the guy to go to mm-hmm. um i think if they would have rebuilt that roster a little bit better instead of trying to get lebron and company together because um you know westbrook didn't work out carmelo was uh solid carmelo was consistent all year right but they traded a lot of defense uh like you said frank vogel fell in love with certain lineups mm-hmm. um he didn't give enough players a chance as you can see in the last game when they gave the young guns a chance they balled out right mm-hmm. uh, but i do think again Anthony Davis was supposed to be that guy for the Lakers. It was literally supposed to be LeBron passing a torch to him. Mm-hmm. We didn't see that that year. I feel like if they if he was healthy and he was consistent, he did have fashion, the Lakers might have made the play in. Uh, they might have, you know, they would have made the play in. I still see them as like a 7 HC even with Davis just because of deficiencies that they have on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just I feel like this organization is making a lot of bad moves right now. Like the way they did coach Frank Vogel and how they he found out from the media basically that he no longer had a job, that was trash. And that should never happen in any circumstance. Hold on, hold on. What, hold on. So, so you just you just said something that I was not aware of. Say that one more time. So they fired Frank Vogel a day before the uh, last game of the season. He found out through the media in the interview. Wow. I had no clue. Uh, that's that. Okay, so for for all the listeners, y'all know, y'all like like I I, I disengage if my teams ain't doing well. So like like I I can't di- live under that type of anxiety because I'm like a diehard fan. So I I have been yeah. completely disengaged with the NBA this season. I mean I know I I call the Bucks repeating. So this is like their success right now is kind of apropos. So I'm not even tripping on the Bucks. Y'all know I'm still a Milwaukee Bucks fan, but straight up like, <laughs> but uh um. But uh, the Lakers not being as good as they are were supposed to be and living up to expectations this season. I just kind of disengaged with this season uh, altogether. So I had no clue that Frank Vogel got fired uh, the day before the end of the season. That's crazy. Yeah, but he needed to be he fired. Found, yeah, he he found out through an interview. I mm-hmm. think – so I I would say, yeah, they probably needed a new coach. It doesn't seem like Vogel can manage the personalities in that locker room, right? But I don't think he should have got fired for the reason that they fired him. They used him as a scapegoat when clearly this was just a bad constructed roster. Mm -hmm. But like I said, this organization is making a lot of bad choices, and I don't even see them making a proper choice with the head coach when it comes to this season. You should have hired Ty Lue. You see how Ty Lue got the Clippers still in playoff contention, and they played the majority of the season without Paul George, without without Kawhi. Kawhi. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And we don't even know if Kawhi is going to come back for the playoffs. If he comes back, that could be another contender in the West that we don't even see you know what i'm saying so uh um, well then the clippers you know, just I'm get a, put out they just got because they was no. just a, okay they go got ahead. another play in game okay they okay okay, okay if they lose okay. that one then they get kicked out okay so okay. they gotta play the pelicans coming up i think it's this weekend okay um 
Yeah, because they lost to uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves on the on the playing game. Speaking of the Timberwolves, did you how did you see their end of game reaction? Like basically, they were <laughs> celebrating like they won the championship. Yes, dog. Pat Bev was Pat crying Be- and everything uh-huh. like that. Yeah, Pat Beverly was out of control with with his remarks talking about f the Clippers and the the, the weak AF the weak what the weak A Clippers and honest. I'm trying to buy my tongue, y'all. I'm trying to do too much cussing this episode, but because we have we have listeners who listen with children in the cars in the morning, so I'm trying to be respectful. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, yeah, Pat, <laughs> right. yeah, Pat Bev was very, very, very explicit. Uh, I'll just say redacted. So he was saying that the the weak redacted Clifter, <laughs> Clippers and all that. Uh, he was pretty much spazzing on them. But yeah, I, yeah, he was he was out of control. I, uh, like, fam, you just won one playing game. Like, y'all still got to play. Like, he was wilding. Yeah. Now I could see, I could see if they, um, you know what I'm saying, if they were going off that 20 year playoff drought or wherever they had, and this is their first time getting into the playoffs. I get that. Um, but again, I can't judge these guys, these guys, this day life, you know, Mm -hmm. this is what they do. Um, you know, so it's a lot of emotion that goes behind that. And I'm pretty sure Pat Bev felt a little bit jaded by how the Clippers traded him and everything like that. But he had that coming by the way he was playing in the playoffs, pushing Chris Paul, doing all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Organizations don't want that. Mm -hmm. Um, they want the, they want the defense. They want the energy and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I was trying to not say a pause-worthy moment on live television, <laughs> live YouTube over here, because I was definitely about to say something else. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I don't know where the Lakers go from here. Uh, do you think they need to trade AD and Westbrook, and who's going to take Westbrook's contract after this season? Okay, so so a couple things. Um, uh, uh, Brandon in the chat just mentioned about uh, Frank Vogel being an amazing defensive coach, and I agree. Right. That's that, that's what worked, but when you get rid of uh, – um, all your defensive key all your pieces. defensive key pieces. Thank you. When you get rid of all of them, and then uh, yo yo quote unquote def- uh, what they what they can't like to use for AD, they like to call him a potential defensive player of the year. Is is always hurt. Of course, of course, your team is gonna be cheeks. Like you know what I'm saying. And you can't you can't depend on 37 year old LeBron to 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 put you on in, no. on the shoulders and carry the squad. So yeah, um, I 100 agree with everything you just said, Brandon. And um. Uh, Lamar said the uh, Clippers is cheeks. They getting put out <laughs> next game. But uh, uh, anyway, so what did you just ask me, bro? You just asked me about uh, basically where do the Lakers go from here? Do you think oh. they should trade AD and who's going to take Russell Westbrook's contract? I think because you know he going to opt in. I think they should blow. So I think so. I think they should blow up the whole team. Like real talk. I think that, that LeBron should be even on on the on the, uh, on, on the, um, the trading table. Top block. Uh, yeah, agree. top block. I agree. I agree because because what LeBron does, bro, he's such like. He's such a draw that he pretty much drains all the teams, uh, every team that he goes to, of their uh, resources. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to put people around him, you know what I mean, and, and fill those uh, seats up. Uh, I ain't giving Brian no way pass. I just said trade Brian, J-Mac. J-Mac is in the comments talking about giving Brian way, I saw, way I saw J-Mac yeah. comment. Yeah, yeah. No, bro, I said trade him. I think they should trade LeBron. I think that's the, their major issue right now. And, and, and yeah. he, he not he not carrying them to no chip. It's good to have him and to put uh, uh, cheeks and seats paws. But, like um, – but like real talk, like I don't, I think I think it's time for him to go, and uh, um, so yeah, he he got he got to get up out of there. Uh, I think they should uh, keep AD, but it also depends on his health and, and what kind of. I don't of, think um, they should keep AD. Yeah, I mean, I, they they can get rid of him too, like honestly. But I think he's young enough and, and talented enough for them to keep him. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, the rest of them got to go. Yeah, I think the light's too bright for AD. I do think they should trade LeBron, or LeBron should be on the chopping block. And I agree that he is, like, he just takes up so many teams' resources. Mm. They traded away damn near all their picks, right? If you would have had a better team if you didn't bring Westbrook, if you kept either uh, Kyle Kuzma or Contavious Caldwell-Pope, 
You bring in DeMar DeRozan, mm-hmm. um, and then you bring in Buddy Hield. You got you got some shooters around LeBron, and that's what he needs. Um, but like I said, LeBron's – I don't feel like LeBron's that guy no more. Yes, what he's doing is fucking – excuse me. Go yes, ahead. what he's doing is super amazing. Mm-hmm. Work that out in the audio, my bad. No, you good. Yes, what he's doing is, like, super amazing. But he's not there to where we can see him – take over games to lead a team to a championship he's a very very valuable piece in the nba still Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of rosters he could work on i pray to god he doesn't go to the warriors because i've heard rumors of him potentially going to play with steph curry um so i don't know what where it goes but i definitely think rob palenka got to get out of there i think they scapegoating a lot of players they scapegoated westbrook they scapegoated uh frank vogel Mm -hmm. but really it's management that needs to change because they've been making bad decisions for years yeah and i and i agree with you on that but definitely um uh uh what you what you said about lebron i i offensively i think he's still a a a dominant monster monster, but it's on the defensive end and unless you're putting defensive pieces around him with also the shooters like it it, it, no team that he goes to is gonna get it done you know what i mean he's gotta he gotta be on a team where where they can cover on the other end because you already see what he can do still offensively on the other end of the court he just can't hold no defense i mean he can hold it at times but it still ain't enough like and he you can't count on him to lock in for you know 38 minutes a night you know what i'm saying it's only he only give you like you know, bits and pieces of his defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's thirty. He's thirty-seven. There's only so much you can ask this guy to do mm-hmm. at this point. You know what I'm saying? But LeBron don't get no passes for this season, though. Um, you know, again, this roster is partially his fault because he wanted to play with Westbrook instead of bringing in Buddy Hield, and he traded away a lot of defense to do that. So um, he don't get no passes either. J Mac, you know what I'm saying? I know J Mac probably want to hear that. Um, reading the comments, Ant Edwards is that dude. Brandon, uh, what else? Brandon say, dude was really. Dude was really balling for the Lakers with an ankle monitor back in the day. Who are you talking about? I have no idea. I think it's oh, he's talking about, <laughs> he's talking about, he's, talking he was talking about Caldwell Pope. He was talking about Caldwell Pope. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think OKC would be a good spot for Westbrook. They got some nice young talent, but I think he should come off the bench with the second unit. Let Shy Gilders Alexander do his damn thing. Cause that man is a monster. Mm-hmm. I, I, enough of J Mac, J Mac going crazy. Yeah, enough yeah, of the NBA. Yeah, enough Let's of that. Let's get into our other topics. Yeah, <laughs> to get into that. So, so I guess we want to go ahead and move into uh, Mano and, and and him being uh, twelve years a slave. <laughs> hey, dog. Uh, yes, because and the reason I said twelve years a slave for this title is because it's been about twelve years since I've heard any news from Mano. So what he's been doing for that twelve years. I don't know if you could play the audio for the audience uh, so we can get into this topic about oh, what's uh, going on with Mayno. Dude, did you send me the link to that? I did. Hold on. I can send it again because I literally just watched it. Um, yeah, send it here and I'll play, I'll play it for the audience live on the air. All right. Check your Instagram. Let, let that roll out. J-Mac said he came to rib. <laughs> that's all he do is come to rib. Dog. He, he, nothing constructive. That's why, that's why I had to fire him from unlabeled. <laughs> he, got a, he got a clip of y'all from Mano talking right now. Uh, re- ridiculousness right so now. Wrong. I'm going to tell you right now. I've oh never talked about this. Uh-oh. Ah, shit. Here it goes. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. I'm going to tell you right now. I've oh never God. talked about this. Uh-oh. Ah, shit. I like to be like a runaway slave. Okay, no. Mano. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like to play like a runaway slave. Okay. I like what to play like a, diso- a disobedient slave with a white woman. So tell me, like, what you say. Yes, Mesa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've, I've, it's, two, it's, it's, it's two of them, like, it's like me getting whooped, right? 
You get whooped? It's like, it's like I play like you whip it. But most of them don't want to play like that. This is this. Yeah, this I was gonna say, what white woman goes along with this? <laughs> they don't want to play like that. They don't. Okay. Want, this is my fa- it's like. All right, I, I've had enough. Y'all pretty much get the gist of the conversation, so I don't think I got to play no more of this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Y'all, Brandon, put some eyes. Brandon, put the sideways eyes in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, dog. This dude, this dude, bro, he wilding. And, and, and Brandon, I hope you ain't. I hope you ain't agreeing with this this sentiment because we're gonna flame you in this chat in a second. But, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, but Brandon, you my guy, but you bet not. What you, what you think about that, Rome? You, do you I be gotta, out here role playing runaway slay, bro? Please, never, never in a million years, bro. I'm not, not, nah. We don't play around with, uh, with, with tragic events like that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like never in a million years. I'm and, and anybody who feels comfortable enough playing that. If anybody asks me to ever do something like that, that we, you might as well square up, man, woman, or child. <laughs> you might as well square really? up because I ain't going, fam. Like this is this is nuts, fam. I've I've heard. When I when I when I heard this uh, initially, bro, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, and it goes back to people fetishizing uh, black men and women. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and, I, and I've talked about it in the past before about how um, you know uh, we are we are it's a it's a stereotype that we are you know well endowed uh, over other races and whatnot, and white women come uh, uh, come to coming to look for it. You know what I'm saying? But to me, that's that's wild, bro. Never, never in a million years, fam. Never. What was your thoughts yeah, on that? Man, first off, I just thought it was foul, but I thought it was funny above most because it's just like, bro, I'm finna rib. Like, what are you talking about? You like to play runaway slave. Like, I'm just trying to imagine what's happening in that bedroom between him and a, a, a Caucasian female. And for those listeners, we don't have anything against, you know what I'm saying? Interracial, interracial dating. Yeah. This, yeah. What's in, up? I said interracial dating. None of that. None of that. So yeah, let's yeah put that, that put that disclaimer out there. Yeah, no, nah, we ain't got nothing against interracial. It's the it's the act of what this man is talking about. This shit is nuts. Right. It's the act that we're talking about. And I don't know. You know who Moneybag Mafia is on Instagram? Moneybag Mafia. No, I'm not familiar. So he's a comedian from Atlanta, and he actually has a skit like this where the skit was one of the basically the master's wife sleeping with the slave and telling him to talk dirty to her so once he started talking dirty to her he was saying a bunch of derogatory things to that woman and then basically after she got her what's the name off she Mm -hmm. was like yo ass is dead in the morning I feel like I feel like that's what Mano was doing. I feel like that's what this man was on, but I do not condone that. Like mm. y'all bet not be out here fetishizing slavery cuz I'm ribbing everybody on site if you out here fetishizing slavery. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah, it's 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 nothing. Like I said it's nothing even comical about that. I don't like bro, like just hearing it is like cringe-worthy to me. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's nothing comical about it. It's nothing I bro, I like I said, I, I yeah, yeah, Jay McWild in the comments. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, to me, like I said, it, it, this this is really not a laughing matter. And and like I said, if you knew the history, like we talk about it all the time about knowing your history and just the hurt behind that is, is crazy, man. I can I really cannot believe that this man fixed his mouth to say that and to be okay with it. He, and by the way, he's on a very popular podcast. He's on uh, Angela Yee's uh, Lip Service. That's that's where that's the platform he was using to talk about this. This is. Absolutely nuts, fam. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they should have they should have cut that off right there. Like, you're not doing that on our podcast. Like, we finna check you, bro. Like, no, bro. We not doing that. But the thing is, is like we still have ancestors of people who are alive that were like affected by slavery or did some type of like we not that far removed. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? To be making jokes like that. And I'm not the dude to be like 
to get sensitive or butt hurt over a joke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Our friend circle is ridiculous. So right. I got thick skin when it comes to stuff like that. But that one, you don't touch stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, that was a little bit too much for me. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know if I should say this live on air. No, nah, I'm not going to say it because I'm, I'm not trying to alienate some of our listeners. You got to text so, me. You got to text yeah, me. Yeah, I, 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 I'll put it in the chat. I don't think I'm going to say it live on air. Okay. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I might, t- I might text it to you later. But, uh, um, yeah, shout out can to- Can I say the N-word right quick? You can say the N-word. Do, yeah, do your thing. Hey, look, look, look. Hey, I don't know if you know who Mario Judy is, but if I heard that from Mano and I was in that studio, I would have been like, nigga! <laughs> Dog, I hate like, you, so, I hate oh, you so much right that now. That might be racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put what I was saying in the chat, y'all. So y'all, I'm going to go quiet for a second, but we can move on to the next topic because I'm done with Mayno. I, I, and I, I actually used to like some of Mayno music, but I can't even play it no more, fam. Like, Man, for real. I'm canceling. I'm canceling Mayno. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing what our, what our uh, Anglo-Saxon counterparts like to do. I'm, I'm canceling Mayno. <laughs> I'll never wear Wranglers again. Ne- never, never again. Am I putting on some Wranglers? Wranglers never again. But uh, uh, we're gonna talk about uh, gun reform, bro. Like, uh, uh, I guess you can talk about the incident that happened in New York first, and then we can kind of uh, segue into that. Yes. So, um, as you guys know, or you may not know, uh, there was a shooting in New York subway. Um, I believe it was this week. Um, they did catch a subway suspect. Subek, what is that? They did catch a subek. <laughs> such, oh my god, dog. get us together, dog. <laughs> I'm over here struggling right now, dog. They did catch the suspect. Suspect was Frank R. James, the 62 year old man accused of popping a smoke canister in a crowded New York City subway car before opening fire during the Tuesday morning rush hour. Is in police custody after a good Samaritan spotted him walking down a Manhattan sidewalk and broad daylight wednesday okay so how i feel about this one this is a black guy frank r james is a black guy from wisconsin um and that's insane to hear in itself right um you know prayers to the people who you know who were hurt who were lost their who lost their lives in this incident and i'm at a point where i'm tired of seeing news like this i feel like news like this is way more frequent than it should be in this country. And it makes me, as a gun lover, uh, it makes me question, you know what I'm saying, should there be some type of gun reform in America? Do we have too much loony bins running around to be trusted with these weapons? Now, I also, I'm a big believer in the Second Amendment, you know what I'm saying? I believe everybody should have the right to defend their person, you know what I'm saying? Especially with the time and age that we live in, when we hear things about race wars being potentially popping off or civil wars or like all this other stuff. And we got a food shortage like people need guns. Right. So my question to you is, do you think there should be some type of gun reform in America? If so, where do we start? Um, Gun reform to a certain extent. Yes. Um, I think that sh- I think it should be harder to get a gun than what it is, because lately. Uh, I can only speak for Texas. Uh, I'm not sure how easy it is to get a gun anywhere else legally. But I think people who buy gun legally, like they 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 are well-meaning citizens. It's the it's the loony bins who are go out here and cop stuff Correct. illegally. You know what I'm saying? And y'all have probably heard this argument before that the, are, that are the ones doing the crime and the criminals and what and, and whatnot. So I don't really feel like it should be. Uh, uh, I mean, well, I mean, no, I do feel like it should be gun reform. Sorry, that's I was drifting off there, but. Um, 
I, I just think it should mm. be harder to get a gun. I still think we should be able to buy whatever we want as well-meaning citizens uh, who are registering them and doing the right things. Because in Texas, man, you could pretty much get a gun on almost every street corner. <laughs> like, um, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's really wild and really Facts. easy to get a gun here. All you need is a bill of sales. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and, and, a, and a Texas uh, uh, driver's license to register is super easy. It's crazy. But as far as uh, – um, as far as uh, these these masks, and that's just my thoughts on it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, Kendall, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are as far as, uh, uh, you can leave it in the chat uh, since you're not on this episode, but I'm curious to see what your thoughts is as far as what uh, why, why, why there should be uh, gun reform or, or what, what it looks like to you. Um, but uh, uh, like I said, these these loonies and these crazies, those isolated incidents, it's going to happen in time. Like even in cities where, uh, but like I said, I'm ex-military. I like my weapons. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I use them safely um, and, and all that type of stuff. So uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same way with you, uh, Kyrie. But uh, uh, like, but yeah. even even in countries where guns are banned, you still have like mass stabbings, people using vehicles uh, for mass casualties and everything like that. So it's always going to be a way for people to cause mass harm. So I really don't believe that there should be, Gun reform, as far as like taking everybody's guns. It, I mean, if that's what gun reforms look Facts. like, gun reform look like to you. But I'm curious to, uh, to hear your thoughts on it. Like, what do you? What does it look to, like to you? Gun reform definitely doesn't mean taking away people's guns. I think everybody should, like I said, have the right to defend their person, um, their property, uh, and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm sounding real conservative right now. I am mm -hmm. uh, for my listeners <laughs> out there. But um, so for the most part, I agree with you that people should it should be harder to get a gun because i bought two guns uh, a couple years ago i got a handgun and i got an ar-15 easy you know what i'm saying like first off when i went into the store um you need your dri texas driver's license but if you don't have the right address you can't get a gun all i had to do was fill out a piece of paperwork not even get a new driver's license and i was still able to get that gun you know what i'm saying so that's it's super easy to get one um so i think that should be changed i think it should be a little bit harder and like you alluded to the other crimes that are going to happen it doesn't it doesn't make sense to take guns away from everybody because criminals are going to be criminals they're going to find a way they're going to find a will to be able to get these illegal firearms and still do the things that they do but i you know again i feel like it should be harder to get a gun because most people that are buying a gun like you said they are well-to-do citizens it's just like how do we stop the crazy ones you know how do we stop this pain that people have to go through this trauma that people have to go through i don't know about you but i always have the thought when i go into certain places i have to watch my back because i don't know who's in this crowd i don't know who's gonna try to do what um so that's a little bit nerving and then we already got worried about the police and stuff like that so something needs to change but i don't you know i just think it should be that i don't know how else they want to dig deep into gun reform and everything like that mm -hmm. yeah i yeah i don't i don't know uh what getting like i said if if people thoughts on gun reform is like getting rid of all the guns i don't know what that would really solve you know what i'm saying to your point um but uh, uh I, th I, th I just definitely think it should be harder because, like I said, in that, especially in Texas, it's way, way too easy. You know what I'm saying? Way too easy to get. So. Yeah, it is. I, I hear it's pretty easy for the most part in all the, the red states, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. where the Second Amendment is big and stuff like that. And I feel like, yeah, to an extent, it shouldn't be too difficult to buy a product, but we got to kind of manage it to an extent of it not being so easy. Mm-hmm. Brandon, why did you mention Apple stock? That was random. Uh, it's, you said it's about one sixty. Brandon been talking about Apple stock for like three. Nah, businesses. I'm, I'm with him. No, no, like, like, like I know this is completely off topic, but straight up for li our listeners, our people who are listening, like one sixty five for a Apple. That's a great buy. So if y'all investors, I would suggest y'all go get on that because <laughs> I had no clue it was that. Plus, it got down that low. 
Yeah, Apple's not going nowhere. They're only going to grow, especially if they get into this virtual reality market, because I can definitely see them trying to take a step towards Meta. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like the virtual reality, that's oh. going to make their stock price go way up. I can see Apple getting into renewable energy in the future mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. going to make they, yeah, they, they, they the stock. Yeah, they don't. With the, the way they, they envision Meta is uh, through augmented reality. They're investing heavily into that right now. So that's how they envision it. Not so much more as, as far as... Uh, uh, virt- uh, uh, virtual reality with, with the actual headsets. But back to this gun reform thing. Um, kind of crazy talking about the guy because you mentioned that he's from Milwaukee. Like, I know somebody. It's kind of crazy, like, how, how small Milwaukee is, man, because I literally know somebody who's was friends with the ex-girlfriend of the dude who did the shooting. And, she, and the FBI wow. has, been, has been investigating her all week. Um, uh, like, they've been asking uh, her uh, – you know, like, you know, about his character and everything. And she don't really have much good things to say. She's been going all over the media in Wisconsin, uh, pretty much bashing dude. I think I thought that was pretty nuts. Like, you know, saying uh, what do they call it? The, was it the uh, was it uh, 360 degrees of separation? Like, you know, what I mean, just to know somebody that, mm-hmm. that was close to the or whatever the term is. But, um, yeah, yeah, that was that. That's that's wild, man. That's wild. Yeah, it is wild. And that's super crazy. You know somebody that's involved with that. Like, I could only imagine what she going through. But I'd be bashing his name, too. I'd be trying to get as much separation away from this dude as possible. Like, great point. Nah, bro. Point. <laughs> that's, that's a great point. But uh, 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 I forgot to add this to the docket. But uh, apparently, uh, ASAP Rocky <laughs> and Rihanna have broken up because he was wow. cheating. So. I just thought I, the the first thing that came to my mind uh, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, uh, if she was gonna go back to uh, uh, LeBron James. <laughs> All right, Doug. All right, get podcast over, y'all. I appreciate y'all tuning in with Unlabeled Podcast. We are gonna call it a wrap tonight because he's clearly out of control. Uh, you don't you don't think she beat him up like she beat up Chris Brown? Man, she probably was beating him up. I don't know, man. <laughs> she probably was. She, hey, I got a, I got a, I, 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 I got a theory about this. I mean, I, we saw the picture, so I'm, I'm, listen, y'all. Domestic violence isn't a joke, so, but I'm sorry, I just had to bring some levity there. But I have a theory about this. Like Chris Brown bit Rihanna. I think somebody else had this theory too. So you only really bite somebody when you're running or you're scared and you're trying to get them off you. But that's just my theory. <laughs> that's why I said that's why I made the joke about him beating him up. But God, come on, guys. Uh, 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 domestic violence is 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 no uh, joke, no laughing matter. <laughs> nah, it's it's definitely not a laughing matter. But yeah. bro, it's easy to say it from a standpoint of a regular person because mm-hmm. these people probably not really. Well, I don't even idolize celebrities, but I wonder why he cheated. What was going on in their relationship? Because most people would say, "Oh, damn, that's Rihanna. Why you cheat on her?" You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I already know toxic. Twitter is going to be like, see, Rihanna got cheated on. Ain't nobody safe. And it's going to get real hot in the streets for everybody that's dating right now. So, well, y'all have fun with that, man. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, well, maybe Rihanna, uh, maybe ASAP Rocky was sick and uh, Rihanna didn't offer to bring him no Zyrtex. She just want, wanted to have sex with him. That's probably what, what it yeah. was. Hey, can we get Kier kicked out the chat? <laughs> he changed his name to, to Minkit Jenkins. It's an inside joke. The, but the, basically... Whenever you hitting somebody, you'd be like, Mink it, Mink it, Mink it. All right, back to back. He gave it a persona, bro. He needs to be deleted. <laughs> back to back, back to the show. I'm sick of the live chat already. <laughs> but, uh, man, but we want to uh, touch on this last topic uh, on coping with depression, right? Um, I've had my bouts with depression, um, and I'm pretty sure Kyrie has. I wanted to give you all a little 
just a little bit of what I went through and uh, and how I came out on the other side of it as well, and some practical things y'all can do to cope with uh, depression. Because it seemed like everybody that I've been talking about, um, I mean, talking to, not talking about, but everybody I've been talking to lately has been dealing with some form of depression, uh, whether it's an ending of a relationship, uh, loss of a loved one, uh, something. It just seems like it's going around right now, and it's absolutely crazy. So I want to know, um, I want to know, uh, Kyrie, like. Uh, uh, Get get a listeners a little bit of insight on some of the things you've dealt with uh, that that have led you down the dark path of depression. Man, so I definitely dealt with depression after the military, and I didn't understand I was depressed. Um, all I know was I lost a lot of passion for the things that I love. You know, what I'm saying like working out, maintaining friendships and relationships with certain people, or just doing the things that I us- you know I usually love to do. Um, but that was influenced by, like you said, a bad breakup. I was homeless at one point. Um, you know what I'm saying? I had to travel across country a couple of times with like $300 and nothing else but, you know, clothes that I could fit in garbage bags and, you know, basically sleep on a friend's floor for like a year. So I was in a pretty dark place. And I know you as a close friend, you definitely remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really didn't know how to cope, man. Um, I turned to a lot of bad habits. You know what I'm saying? Like initially when I was first dealing with this, I turned to alcohol. You know what I'm saying? Um just things that were counterproductive to getting me out of that state. Um, So how I cope with it eventually is I just became a student of knowledge. Like I started reading books. I started watching YouTube videos about how to cope with certain things. I wrote down a list of things I love to do. And I tried to do at least one of those things a day. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to keep my, my space clean around me because that affects your your mental well-being mm-hmm. and i just tried to learn more about depression i tried to learn yeah. more about what i was going through yeah and what i realized is i'm not the only one going through it and that itself made me feel better because i started to understand it's not a permanent thing you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you can dig your way out of it it just takes some work it's not going to be easy if you're dealing with depression but just know you're not alone but most importantly depend on the people around you don't mm-hmm. hold that stuff yeah. in. before talk to the people that care for you yeah sure. before we start going into like some of the practicality in it uh, uh what, what what i want to uh ask you was like did you realize you was in it or did somebody point it out to you or like when did you first start noticing the slip like into uh, some, dealing with depression i mean going that somebody you were depressed somebody pointed it out because i thought i was like normal i just thought i was like you know i'm out here um couple people have pointed it out to me over the years the first person was really my barber he was like yo i think you got you know depression and ptsd like you know what i'm saying you should go get that checked out and that was the same time you was kind of telling me to talk to the va about that stuff too um so i did and then you know they had me do go through a series of tests and questioning and that's when i found out i had it but me myself i did not recognize it it was the people around me that recognized it like hey you kind of different um my mom said something that really like woke me up and it just kind of hurt me like you know what i'm saying like she was um we were spending some time together and she said one night that she stayed up crying because she realized i was sad you know what i'm saying she realized mm-hmm. i was going through something and for me that also made me kind of want to dig myself out of that because i'm seeing how my mentality and what i'm going through is affecting those around me and it made me want to make me the priority and really focus on my my happiness mm-hmm. yeah man um I uh, like I said, I've watched a lot of people around me deal with depression, and and it's 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 a really really hard thing to observe, and you got to be empathetic in those moments because a lot of us, like I said, mental health in the black community has always been taboo. Uh, it's, I'm I'm so glad that people are talking about it now. 
Um, you know what I'm saying? But like, like for like to notice that the people around you are going through it and changing, uh, they might not be like, mo- you know, you might have a friend that's like super clean, like to get themselves together, like to get up and dress. And all of a sudden, you know, it's coming around you unkept, they hair, their hair ain't combed. Um, um, and they just don't seem like that very, very lively person. Like you gotta be aware of these things. Cause that could be somebody slipping into, uh, depression, you know what I'm saying? So you always got to check in with your people, man, to make sure that they straight. Uh, I'm gonna give y'all a little bit of, uh, my story. And, uh, and the first time that I ever dealt with depression, uh, um, I was going through a really, really bad divorce and I was, uh, um, I didn't see my son for over a year. So I, all I did was self-medicate. And that's another thing that, w- that you really need to stop doing. Like, yeah, like self-medicating, like if you smoking weed or you're doing any kind of substance abuse, stuff like that, that shit doesn't help. It just puts you deeper and di- deeper down into a dark space. But uh, yeah, this, 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 this uh, divorce was affecting my career. I was uh, doing military couple at the time. Um, had my child kept away from me, all that stuff, man. And I was like, it wasn't the best environment for him. And I like, I did everything I could to prove like, you know, I didn't, you know, that I needed my son with me and, you know, all that stuff, like the typical stuff that good fathers try to do. And, uh, a lot of times things don't go, go our way and it didn't go my way at first at all. And, and me not seeing my son, my seed for a year, that was probably one of the, the biggest pains that, I mean, I can experience in, in the world, man. I can't even, ex- I can't even express to y'all unless y'all been through that situation. Y'all probably won't, won't even understand. And so I, like I said, I was, I was isolated myself. I was drinking. I was, I was, uh, uh, just doing everything that was like counter uh, self-destructive, you know what I'm saying? Luckily, once every all that stuff came to a head and I had a support system around me, it helped me come up out of my depression, you know what I'm saying? So I was able to uh, get back to some of the things I love, you know what I'm saying? But that was the first time I ever dealt with it. But during that whole entire time, I even contemplated on taking my life. Like, I really thought about just ending this shit off because I felt like I was being stressed thin. During that time, I still had family and friends that really leaned on me. For certain things, you know what I'm saying. So I actually, I was like, man, I'm, I, I just go ahead and just and, and just chalk, chalk it up, you know what I'm saying. So I'm here now. I'm here in front of y'all, talking to y'all. Oh, you know what I'm saying, live on YouTube. Y'all, y'all hear me giving y'all motivation every every week. You know what I'm saying. And uh, so you can come out of it. Like the darkest, some of your worst moments, you 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 can actually come out of it on the other side. Um, sometimes, like I said, it takes family and friends to help you out of these situations. But we also want to. I, I just wanted to give y'all that little bit to, because like I said, to so y'all can see that everybody deals with it from time to time and it's going and it's, and, and it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You, it probably ain't hit you yet, but at some point in your life you, it's, it's going to hit you. You know what I'm saying? Man, I didn't even know a lot of that, bro, that you wasn't able to see a mirror for a year, man. Like that hurt me just hearing that, bro. Cause, uh, <clears throat> I know what type of father you are and you know how much your kids mean to you and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. that's really tough. And I've also had those suicide thoughts, man. Um, and I think for us too, as veterans, we kind of like, I feel like we overlook depression um, because in the military, the mindset is if you've got some type of mental illness, like it's seen as weak, especially mm-hmm. in the infantry. Like so if you got PTSD, it's like, bro, we are combat MOSs. We waking up to bombs over there. What you mean is weak or, you know, what I'm saying they try to make fun of it. And that happens in the real world, too, where we just don't recognize it. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. you talk about how mental illness affects our people. Our people have been through so much trauma mm-hmm. um, from toxic family relationships to uh, dealing with the, the the sins and the mistreatment from our counterparts in this country, you know right. what I'm saying, and not even feeling like a citizen. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to talk about these things, and we need to be able to change. What I will say, if you are a listener on this show and you are going through depression, one, get help. There's no shame in getting help. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, 
understand the difference between maladaptive and adaptive behaviors. A maladaptive behavior is when you look to those substances Brother Jerome was talking about, like alcohol or marijuana or anything, whatever your vice is, that's a maladaptive behavior. What an adaptive behavior is, going for a run, going for a walk, uh, doing something positive to get you out that space. Mm -hmm. You got to do those things that you used to do, and I know it's hard, and I know you don't have the passion for it, but that's the only way you kind of get out of that outside of you know seeking help but it starts with you it starts with you being eager to learn be able to read these books because a lot of these books will tell you how to get out of that too you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and mental illness is something serious so mm -hmm. i hope y'all do take that serious um it definitely affects people i gained like a hundred something pounds dealing with my depression jerome you see me in the army mm -hmm. uh, when we was at uh iron horse yeah i think I was in the gym working out like two times a day. Like mm -hmm. That's what I did. And I lost a passion for that. And I just couldn't understand why. And it's because I was hurting on the inside. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and like I said, we always uh, don't recognize it. So like I said, or as individuals, we don't recognize it. But if y'all start noticing these change of behaviors and people that you're close to, like definitely check on them. That, that saying, check on your strong friend, friend, ain't that saying for a reason. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <clears throat> one thing I want to point out uh, when you were talking about uh, – uh, maladaptive behavior because sometimes uh, you you have to when when you're dealing with bouts of depression you have to just gain momentum so even if you're not wanting to do stuff you have to change that environment because what happens is is we get stuck in a constant cycle of trauma and it changes your mood and then uh, you just reliving that trauma over and over and over uh, day by day and unless you break that cycle like whether it's a job that you hate you know what I'm saying whether it's a relationship that you in if you unless you until you break that cycle by doing something constructive it's going to you're going to continue to perpetuate that over and over again um, and like I said, some of the some of the practical ways I got I got a list of things right here is uh, that that'll help you uh, cope. Unless you had anything, something else to add, Kyrie? You got anything else to add before I go into this? No, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so one of the things that helped me uh, per, uh, uh, specifically uh, initially was uh, standing staying in contact with my people. Um, socialism, you know what I'm saying? It'll help improve your mood, getting around people that love you. Uh, uh, like I said, and, and people people that friends who are our friends of people dealing with depression, don't get around these people and start handing them blunts and start handing them alcohol. When you notice that these people are stuck in these cycles of depression, get them out of that environment. Take them out to do something different. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of us, we get around them and we just we, we just feed into that negative behavior. You know what I'm saying? I see it all the time with people who suffer from alcoholism and stuff like that. They, their friends get around them and just constantly feeding them the substance that's bringing them down and down and down. And we talked about not drinking and smoking and shit like that, that, uh, that uh, self-medication. Um, uh, being more active, Kyrie spoke to that. Like he said, to help him get out of it, he had to go for walks. He had to get back in the gym. That was one thing that that was a huge thing that helped me. You know what I mean? Was was getting back uh, active, like picking up something heavier every day and moving that shit. Like you're gonna gain. It's gonna give you the momentum you need to move forward and get up out of and break that cycle. Um, one of my good friends is um, is dealing with a bout of depression. He told me uh, a bit of uh, advice that his um, um, therapist gave him uh, was to uh, like. Like, if you're always, like, in a, a warm environment, he said, go take a cold shower. Like, break that cycle of whatever you're doing immediately. So you can do something like, like I said, take a cold shower. Or uh, I think he said, like, if you all uh, – I, I forgot what – it was another – something else practically gave me. I think it was, like, t going for a ride or something like that. But instantly changing your environment can help you feel better when you're having those sad thoughts. Um, one thing I did want to mention uh, while I was on the fact of uh, uh, get, being more active, I lost my train of thought. But anyway, it'll come back to me in a minute, y'all. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, another one was uh, face, face your fears. Whatever that difficult thing is that in your life right now that's uh, um, that's starting to bring you down depression, you have to face it head on. Your problems, you cannot not ignore your problems. 
they're going to keep coming. And it's just going to snowball. So you got to face your fear. You got to face that difficult thing head on and address it. Otherwise, like whether it's a family member or somebody that's, like I said, a relationship or whatever the case may be that's actually bringing you down, you got to face it head on. You cannot uh, avoid that at all. And I already spoke about not drinking alcohol, eating healthy, uh, uh, changing your diet, man, because a lot of our problems, and, and, and shout out to Lamar. I see you in the chat, bro. I was just talking to you today about, how we what things we consume and and how how our gut is really the root of all our health problems like we already know that food related illnesses are some of the highest cause of death in this uh, nation diabetes hypertension all that stuff all that comes through what we consume and what we put in our body some of it's hereditary or some of it's uh, a, a medical condition you know what i'm saying that's not related but for the most part these are food related illnesses you can almost change your mood immediately by changing your diet you know what i mean it happened go ahead Kyrie. no that's facts that's facts um, yeah, you can definitely like change your diet. I've noticed that myself. The stuff that you eat affects your gut. Your gut is literally connected to your brain. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're out here eating fast food every day, you're going to feel like crap. You know what I'm saying? One, because you know you're not making the right decision. I know it's quick. I know it's easy. Um, but you'll feel a lot better if you cook a meal at home and something that nourishes you. One thing I wanted to speak on that you talked about was breaking the cycle. Mm -hmm. Literally, you have to break this cycle. Um, if you're in this pattern, nothing like you you won't be able to change unless you change something um whatever that is so you're literally in a war versus your former self versus your future self and it's the little decisions that matter it's a little decision to go take a 15 or a 10 minute walk it's the little decision to not smoke a blunt not take an alcoholic drink to kind of deal with those decisions it's a little decision to open up to somebody that you usually wouldn't open up to about those problems it's those little things because time is going to pass you no matter what but it's your decisions in those moments that is going to have a re your future self is going to be a reflection of your past decisions so you just got to start digging yourself out of that rut and it's not going to be easy you're going to have ups and downs you're going to go through peaks you're going to go through valleys you're going to get it through another mental rut but ultimately the consistency is what's going to affect your future self and before you know it if you do it, a lot of things that we talked about then you'll be out of that rut you'll be feeling good you'll be smiling again taking care of yourself again and you know what i'm saying getting back to you mm -hmm. and one thing um oh, okay so that so the shot yeah, yeah very well uh said uh Kyrie. Um, and a couple more uh, practical things that you can do as well is, is, is develop a routine, and um, yes. and uh, like I said, try like try to do something systemically every day that uh, takes you out of those cycles. You know what I'm saying? Whether like I said, it's, it's a gym routine, it's a waking up routine, it's a, a, a you know cut off the television sometimes, disconnect from social media, pick up a book. You know what I'm saying? Just do something different to set a routine for yourself um also yeah. see also if it gets really bad then you can also seek help for depression you know what i mean one of um uh those uh antidepressants definitely 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 do help i didn't like the way they made me feel um so i i try to stay away from that and do more practical things that we mentioned earlier like working out and stuff but if it gets too bad and you have a chemical imbalance sometimes you have to get on those uh those antidepressants you know what i mean um yeah don't don't be scared of that stuff uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. Mm -hmm. and, then, um, and like I said, yeah, you definitely have to uh, to make make the choice to climb 100%. And uh, um, one thing I would like to speak to is I, I tried seeking counseling uh, for my depression, and it didn't work for me. And I think it was because I didn't have the right counselors. Um, at the time, I really couldn't find anybody that, that re could relate to my struggle specifically as a black man and some of the things I was dealing with, you know what I'm saying, um, uh, socially, you know what I mean? So I like I, I couldn't find anybody that relates to me, but now it's a lot 
of uh, therapists out there of different colors, and you can actually go and seek out somebody of color. But make sure that the the psychologist or the therapist or whatever you seek during that time of depression that they actually are you are comfortable with them and you're comfortable with sharing and they can actually listen. You know what I mean? And they, and you can express yourself to them because it's really really hard to find somebody to 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 speak to as a black man, me in particular, that could relate to the things that I was going through. You know what I mean? I don't know how that was yeah. for you, uh, Kyrie, like with the, with actually seeking help uh, therapy. Man, wise. when I first did, I'm going to tell you, too. I actually just tried to, uh, first off, I know this is kind of off topic. I tried to get like a therapy appointment April 1st with the VA, and the VA is terrible. The therapist hmm. didn't even show up, bro. I was waiting for like 30 minutes. Like nobody showed up. It was like an online appointment. Hmm. And I was like, well, that's trash. But that was my second attempt of just trying to talk to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Um and then the first time, it was when I was still living in California, I just sat there and stared, l- looked at this lady. She was asking me questions I didn't want to open up, um, you know, because, again, I didn't feel like she could relate to me or, like, what I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely important. But, like, yeah, you guys can find people that uh, look like you to be able to go to these appointments. And I say that, and it's n- it's not for us because I want, I want to make this clear for our other listeners it's not for us, you know, favoring a certain side, but people typically end up being more open with people they relate to or people that look like them. It makes it a little bit more comfortable, especially when you're dealing with fragile situations like that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I and I, and I got to keep it a buck, man. Like the, uh, implicit biases exist. I, I like we talk about it every day on this podcast. I yeah. don't know what y'all are listening to, <laughs> so like I mean they, <laughs> they do exist. So that, no, you you speaking truth, bro. Like like if if you feel like the person can't relate to you, then you know it, it, ain't, it ain't no reason for you to even have a conversation with them at all. So right, right. And especially a lot of people in our uh, from Milwaukee, where we from, like we've seen it every day. We just didn't realize it. And a lot of times we don't have healthy examples of how to deal with stressful situations growing up as kids because nobody's ever talked about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we're having this conversation today so we can be able to like open up the dialogue on those conversations so it could be a little bit more comfortable for us to speak about the things that's happened to us mentally without feeling like we're going to be clowned or people going to look at us different. Like, mm-hmm. nah, let that off your chest, fam. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I know we like to clown as a community. We like to jones and we like to crack jokes and whatever. But uh, it, it do like if you joking all the time, can't nobody tell when you're serious. So sometimes, like like I said, you got to have those friends that you you got to know, you got to recognize it. And also, it's important for us who like to crack jokes too. Like, cause I do it all the time. I'm I'm pretty harsh, <laughs> but like it's important for us to you know to 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 turn that off sometimes and really open ourselves up to listen and be empathetic with uh, with with people. You know what I mean? And all our listeners, anybody that's cool with us and cool with me, know that y'all got to open the ear for me and I and and whatever's said to me ain't going nowhere. So if you need some guidance from me, just reach out like straight up. Y'all got my IG, y'all got my Facebook, y'all you know what I'm saying all all my stuff is linked into the the about section of this podcast. So feel like if y'all feel like y'all y'all going through something, just reach out to me. I we got listeners that know that have reached out to me in the past and and we've discussed things. So. Like I said, if y'all can't talk to nobody, hit me up personally. Like y'all, 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 I'm I'm easy to contact straight up. Um, because like I said, we we build the community over here. This is like a, a family, and and you know, iron sharpen as as we learn, y'all learn. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Very well said. Y'all can reach out to me too. Um, you know, reach out to me on Instagram, Kyrie's underscore. If you need somebody to talk to that's been through depression, I, I dealt with it for like six years. Like you know, what I'm saying like if y'all would have seen me. <laughs> you know, back when I wasn't dealing with it, it's night and day. Like it really, it really affects you. So if you need somebody, like please reach out. Don't be scared. You know what I'm saying? Everything's gonna stay confidential and stuff like that. So 
you know, get that taken care of ASAP. But love yourself more importantly. Facts. Um, but yeah, man, did you have anything else to add to that? I didn't have any like I know it's uh, hotline numbers out there that y'all can call if you're dealing with depression or suicide. Um, I don't have anything I can give y'all right now. You got something you can look up right quick and give give our listeners, Kyrie? Yeah. Let me see. Really good points. Uh, let's see. And and one thing I do want to encourage y'all, like I said, y'all, yeah, like I said, you you gonna come out of it. Like don't let don't let your thoughts be the end of you, and don't let them get you get you so caught up in in your bind and and of negativity that you think that you're going to just gonna have to end it all. Like it, you won't you won't come out on the outside of it better and stronger. Like you know what I mean. Uh, like I said, if you do the things that we just suggested on the on this show, because we've all been into it, and that's how I would we wouldn't said it, we wouldn't have told y'all this if we didn't come out of it by doing these practical things. Right, you know what I'm saying, and it's again, it's gonna be constant work. It's not gonna be like one day; it's just over. It's gonna be things that happen in your life further down the road that might put you back there, but at least you know what to do or how to get out of that. Um, and there is a national suicide prevention line. Um, it's eight hundred. 273-8255. Once again, that's 800-273-8255. So any of our listeners out there, if you're dealing with something heavy like that, please utilize that number or keep it handy because it's not a joke and there are people there for you. Mm-hmm. That's a fact, man. So um, you got anything else to add to that topic, bro, that conversation? Yes, I do. Bucks and six. <laughs> All right, Bucks and six. <laughs> every every week, Bucks and six. I hate y'all because the Lakers ain't in, content- ain't in contention no more. <laughs> but, um, but man, um, man, we really hope y'all enjoyed our show today. Um, and shout out to Nurse Mighty once again of Be Clear. As y'all can see, he's going over to Kenya to provide for those that are less fortunate than us, even over here in America, where we have first world problems. Like we, like we pe- dealing with people who literally have to carry water dirty water from a stream in order to bathe and do anything like that. Can y'all imagine having to do that? He's going over to Kenya to provide a well that will provide water for a village for the next 15 to 20 years. The link is in the description of this podcast. Y'all can see what Be Clear is all about. Y'all can follow him on Instagram. Uh, the link is in the description as well. Uh, click click the link if y'all would like to support Nurse Mahdi and his uh, endeavors with uh, building a well over in Kenya. A well, I'm sorry, a well over in Kenya. Um, and, uh, and he also takes other supplies as well. So but y'all can look and see what uh, our brother Nurse Mahdi is about. And, uh, and like I said, by clicking that that link in the description uh, for Be Clear. Um, uh, what else? Uh, merch. Uh, I have to apologize to some of our listeners because um, the the tights, I took them off the website, y'all, like the, the leggings for the women because they were not stretchy. They weren't, I'm going to put it like this, they weren't made for black women. So I took them off the website. But but for if, if any of y'all ordered those, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put something together and send y'all individually. So if y'all ordered those, definitely hit me up. Uh, so I can uh, put something together and have y'all uh, uh, get y'all something to supplement that and get y'all something individually. But also y'all y'all can get y'all money back for those as well. But everything else, the t-shirts and whatnot, should be good. If y'all have any issues with our merch, uh, y'all can contact the uh, uh, Teesprings directly. Uh, they t- they a little slow, but give them some time. They will refund you your money and they'll let you keep whatever defective merch they give you. Um, but uh, uh, hopefully that's not often because it's only happened one time. But <laughs> so I don't want to say like, oh, everything you order gonna be fucked up. But like, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. It's just that one. It's just that one product. But um, uh, man, um, any other church announcements, Kyrie? Did I miss anything? 
Um, outside of that, make sure y'all like, comment, follow, subscribe. That's how we grow as a brand. Um, we definitely want to grow and we appreciate y'all support coming in every Sunday and Thursday and listening to us talk. It really means a lot to us that you guys are building into our dream. Uh, but the one thing that will help us too is if you guys share that link, you know what I'm saying? If you know anybody that would like that content or could benefit from the information that we talk about, go ahead and share that for us. Hit that notification bell as well. So you're notified every single week that we go live. Facts. And with that said... We will see y'all on Sunday with another episode of Unlabeled the Podcast. I did want to leave y'all with something. I got to find it first. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's like, baby, won't you come my way? No, I really, really <laughs> don't like you, dog. Like, uh, I'm going to get rid for that, but it's okay. Hold on a second, bro. It's taking me forever to, uh, to Google this. Man, um, I'm trying, bro. Hold on a second. Jesus Christ, man. I just want to change the. I can't even find it. So, what? You know what? I'm not leaving y'all with a damn thing. Y'all, <laughs> see y'all <laughs> on Sunday Take with, care, a, y'all. with another episode of Unlabeled the Podcast. Peace. <laughs>